Welcome back to another edition of the Power Podcast. This week I'm joined by Birdie. Hey, how's it going? And 40. It's not a game day, so I can talk. It's good. Um, no no CBA issues here, boys. And Ham. Oh, I didn't realize you were player 40. Jeez. Yeah. Are, you, are you part of the ROPA now? Yeah. No, I mean, we had uh, on the, the tip sheet last night, Quint was uh, offering his services to play fullback for the Eels this week. So I figured that, you know, by extension, surely I count as a player in some way. You know, if um, they're ever looking for an overweight prop forward or undersized overweight prop forward, I got him covered. I reckon I could take one hit up in an NRL game and my body would explode. <laughs> it, it, it's an actual car crash. So, yeah, it, it'd be about right. Yeah. <laughs> I could have played last week and be in the Origin team by now already against the Bulldogs. <laughs> oh, only if you play for Penrith. <laughs> oh, yeah, true that. <laughs> um. Let's start with the flag being no NRL game over the weekend. Eels 14 to the Wests, Tigers 16. Two tries to Ethan Martin. Sam Tuavati also getting over. Ethan Sanders, one from three off the boot. Coming back from an 8-16 halftime deficit. Unfortunately, not enough to get over the top. I don't think anyone was out there. I no, wasn't out there. I was, I, I was up in the mountains. I was the a podiatrist, so I missed this one for a foot issue. But uh, from what I can gather, I had a chance to talk to Ethan Martin the day after I was out at the Power House. And, um, yeah, he, he had a good game. Um, yeah, a bit of wills on him. He seems like he's a talented player. So that's probably the real you know, good note of that game. But in terms of the loss, it's probably going to be a critical one for the Eels. They've got to win pretty much not all, but most of their games now because it's a top five in the Jersey flag. And I think they're sitting three or four wins bereft of that uh, cutoff point now. So frustrating to drop that one. Um, obviously, Ethan Sanders could have converted a couple more, would have put him even or ahead. And there would have been some missed opportunities there as well. Uh, and that's probably what sums up their season to date is – uh, missed opportunities really uh, and they've had like a lot of uh, rotation and turnover of the playing roster and unfortunately that wasn't the case for this one where they actually had a bit of continuity and it would have been a chance to maybe get some momentum cooking uh, but it wasn't to be uh, West got the pickies on the day and uh, the Eels go back to the drawing board uh, probably down a few plays this week given that there's going to be some representative selections we'll talk about soon yeah I was just going to touch on that you're saying the the turnover of the roster you know a lot of fleet players playing up in New South Wales Cup and then SG ball players that uh, should have been playing in flag had to wait a little bit of time given the SG ball season uh, had to finalise. So um, hopefully a bit more continuity next year, but uh, hopefully some of the players, they get a chance later in, well, through the balance of the rest of the season uh, can step up and develop a little bit more playing in this competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was no game in the New South Wales Cup. They had their bye, just like first grade. Uh, so let's move straight over to the news. We'll start off with the bad news. Um, Dylan Brown will, uh, so he's been served with a breach notice, a total suspension of seven games, including three games he's already served, together with a $40,000 fine, 20000 of which has been suspended. Um, I understand we're still in the period where we can respond to it, but the news was that we were looking to add sanctions as opposed to um, cavil with the seven games. Yeah, I don't think we're looking to tack on additional fines or uh, suspension, but I think there'll be some educational uh, sort of self-help aspects to it, if I read the article correctly. Uh, so, you know, trying to, again, make him a better person for the mistake that he has made to ensure he doesn't do it again. So no no surprise then that that's obviously, I think it's a good move from the club. And, um, yeah, hopefully Dill is committed to, you know, all aspects of the breach notice and whatever the club also uh, bespo- bespo- bestows upon him uh, as part of that recovery process. It's just a shame because I, I like, I think personally it's probably on the lighter side for what happened. Um, but the NRL has precedence with this sort of stuff. And I know people will bring up the Mitchell Pierce incident, but you got to remember, like, that wasn't an isolated incident. That was a slew of things. And then even at the time, people said that's a lot. But since then, like, 
footy play like a lot of footy players, especially ones that make first grade, have been mollycoddled since the age of fifteen. They don't understand the real world, and it's just like, and then when they grow up and then go out in the real world, they they do this sort of thing. Just like how much education needs to happen. Like I I, I was never sat down and specifically told if you're on the drink you got to do this don't do this don't do that like you just do it how much education do players need and I, i'm i'm sick of, i i hope we don't hear oh like i hope we don't get a, a poor dylan brown story out of this because dylan brown is not the victim in in this instance and I, I i sincerely hope we don't get a poor dylan brown story um but from here on he needs needs to do the right thing he needs to you know make sure that well he doesn't need to do that because the victim obviously doesn't want anything to do with him uh but he just needs to make sure it never happens again and you know 20 years down the track if something similar happens this this subject to be brought up so it's going to be weighing over his head for a very long time um as Parramatta fans we just got to hope it doesn't hang over his head uh on game days it's touching on that and then perhaps the the extra things that Parramatta want to impose. One of the things that came out of the sentencing hearing was um, I know they are sentencing submissions so rely upon them with what you want but um, it apparently has had uh, problems with alcohol in the past so perhaps some sort of alcohol, drug and alcohol counselling um, to come out of that and hopefully can uh, get his hands off the drink. Nothing else to say? No, I think that, that's, well, yeah, that's why I'm disappointed. He's got to own his actions uh, and be a better person for it. I mean, like, I agree with Maddo for taking, you know, I'm not comparing the two incidents, but he chose the suspension. He pretty much cost us, you know, the beginning of the season. What Dylan Brown's done, I know he was on the drink, but I will, I should, I think he should have got, like, suspended for the year. I could be overreacting, but I think he should have got suspended for the rest of the season because, in my opinion, if he did this again, tear up his contract because we don't need that, that shit in our club, you know. We, we've, been, we've been pretty good off the field, and he's let the teammates down. First off, they said um, he was going to have a quiet, not a quiet, you know, buy, and he goes out and does this stuff. So, and I'm a bit harsh on Dylan. I think he owes us massively. Like he owes his club, he owes you know the, the, the players. You know, he's let them down essentially, and um, you know, just yeah, just just me being overreactive to it. Uh, I, you know, I think everybody had a similar sort of view, Bertie, that we'd be lucky to see him in the rest of the season. Um, but you know, that's the NRL at the moment. Yeah, I think you know if the NRL had handed out punishments correctly in the past. This does seem sit out for the rest of the year, and you know, a bigger fine, like forty forty k, would be what five uh, percent of his like a, annual salary, roughly, like hundred yeah. grand, and then fifty fifty k suspended. That way, that he's got that hanging over him. Like the next time, I'm going to get you know, or next time he does something bad, fifty k on top of that. And if it's a similar incident, you know, rip the contract up because, like, yeah, as you said, how many times, how many much, how many more uh, education do these players need to realise, you know, you can't be doing this type of shit, you know, and they, okay, he got away for it, like, he's got pretty much a slap on the wrist, in my opinion, because he could have been worse, but, um, yeah, next time he does it again, I'll see you later. I don't care how talented you how talented you are, we don't need that shit at the club. No, exactly right, 100%. Well, getting on to the next bit of news, uh, which will be the under-19s uh, New South Wales-Queensland game, which has been played on the Thursday night following the last game of Origin. Uh, which is on Wednesday, uh, get my dates right here, the 12th of July. Um, and that sort of follows on, I guess, if you are to tear up the contract of Dylan Brown, the next man up might be a certain Ethan Sanders, who's named at halfback for the under-19s New South Wales team. Um, and Forty and Ham, do you want to touch on the other uh, Eels named in these teams? Well, in just the one team. 
Uh, yeah, so the trio, Ethan Sanders, Sam Tuovati, and Charlie Geimer. Um, Ham, you want to talk about Charlie? And I'll do Sam. Yeah, all right. I'm a big fan of Charlie. Um, come to the club as uh, – now, now this is a this is a utility player, right? <laughs> come to the club as a 5'8". The next year he played centre. Then he jumped into the back row last year in Jersey Flag. This year he went back to SG ball, played lock. Now he's playing Jersey Flag and for New South Wales back on the edge. So – He's he's sort of your prototypical size for a back rower nowadays. He's probably, I'd say, 188, 190 would probably be he's, about he's his height range. Got a got like a thick, powerful build too. Like he's built like a yeah, fridge. Like he's what a hundred kilos? You reckon? Oh, he's got to be. Like he, he's a unit, and like, it's like just a door frame. Like yeah, just exactly. Built. built like a door is probably a good way to put it. Yeah, just. yeah, just up, up, down, just big, thick body. Um, but he has those smarts. He has those smarts of. Uh, Running a good line, everyone. You know, if you watch the, even if you watch the highlights of the SG Ball Grand Final, a smart line, smart line runner, can pass a ball, can offload the ball, um, and he was captain of our SG Ball team. So, amongst some very talented players, so he's got a good, he's good leadership. Big fan of Charlie comes from Tamora, the uh, home of assistant coach Trent Barrett too. So, country boy. And yeah, uh, what what are the planes up there at Tamora? They've got the air show up there. <laughs> The aviation museum. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Yep. And uh, Sam Torvati, well, you talk about built big. Uh, Sam is an absolute powerhouse. Uh, He really is like the prototypical modern middle forward, uh, big, athletic, powerful, big engine. Like he he really combines the ability to play big extended minutes at quality level with like dominant runs. Uh, He is a really, really exciting middle prospect. And um, he's the sort of player that I could see really racing through the development pathways from where he is right now as a SG ball and flag player uh, through to maybe an expedited NRL debut at some point. In, not not this year, but in the near future. He is uh, a legit prospect. And I'm a, am I wrong in saying Miles Martin? He was a former Eels He was, yeah. That, that's one of the ones. And then there's word of him signing with um, going into the Storms development uh, system. Was it? Has oh, it been? Oh, that was a rumor I heard on a different NRL podcast. Oh, there you uh, go. I didn't, I didn't see that. That'd be a big loss for Newcastle. Uh, Miles is a good player, very good player. And it, it, when we lost him, it hurt. Um, yeah, still hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 he's a sort of. He uh, was a good kid for us. Good, I can obviously a great player. He's a sort of uh, former prospect that I will happily track his progress through to an NRL debut because you know watching his pathway and his story develop would be interesting. And then I see uh, Josh Papali'i. Josh, uh, is that? Uh, the Queensland former prop just disguised. <laughs> is, is, that, is, he got a, is he wearing a head gear like Junior? New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Um, yeah, he's been around for a bit, hasn't he, Ham, uh, in terms of like junior pathways and, and being a prospect. So we always uh, had a joke about that as well with the uh, extra vowel right there in the middle in the first name, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, I mean, they've got some good names in this team. Uh, the, the big one... Uh, that it's got everyone talking about right now is the former Cronulla and Canberra prospect Chevy Stewart. Um, he's SG ball eligible, but has played flag and cup a lot of cup this year and been very talented uh, throughout the entire process. Although we did a good job on him, didn't we, Ham, in uh, the SG ball final series? But uh, yeah, he's, he'll probably be one of the big names watching this game. He'll, uh, he's going to be playing NRL sooner rather than later. And I guess the other big name to keep an eye on is Ethan Sanders, and I assume a lot of other teams with their junior pathways will be uh, looking to try. Um, and get his signature. So um, have a great game, Ethan, but not too great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You got to I mean, remember who you signed to, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. 
then in more origin news, so last game we had Moses out. Oh, before that one, we've also oh, there's an, another under 19 so women's. Uh, we have Lindsay Tui lining up at centre for the for the women's here. She's barnstorming centre. Once she gets her hands on the ball, very hard to bring down. And that one's a little bit earlier in the afternoon, isn't it? It's three or four uh, o'clock. Uh, quarter six. Oh, quarter to six. Quarter to six. Oh, that's Thursday, 13th of July. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not this Thursday, the, the next Thursday, Thursday after. Yeah. And then the under 19s is 7.45 p.m. for the for the men, well, for the under 19s men's. Yes, yeah, so that's nine now, Gem, KO, and Foxtel. Watch both of them. as well. Well, what else are you going to be doing on Thursday night? There's no NRL, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and on the Wednesday night, there's no other NRL other than the uh, um, the Origin, well, Game 3, Dead Rubber. I was about to say decider, but it's already been decided. Um, strange team selection from Freddie oh. once again. Um, unfortunately for us, we lose uh, well, three. Well, there's four named uh, across the two teams. We expect to get Hopgood back. He's just in the extended squad at 19, so he won't be, have to stay in camp as 18th man. But then for the Eels, Moses, Reg instead of Junes, um, which is a bit weird. Um, and then Gutho as the bench utility Um Strange signings, like congrats to the boys, but far out. <laughs> yeah. I, and the, the thing that annoys me is, uh, what's his name? Fiddler, Shitler, has come out and he said, oh, it's so good having Gutho in the team. He brings the vibe up. Pick him pick him from game one. I don't why Why bring these guys in for game three? Like, you're, you're rubbing your hands of all these Penrith shit, you know, shitty Penrith players that can't play State of Origin. They've proved it. We've lost two of the past three series with them in the team. And then all of a sudden, you're wiping your hands off them, throwing throwing so many players to the wolves. If if they've been picked, you pick them from game one to game three unless they're injured or suspended. You can't. Like, oh, what about a, what about the revelation from Brandy Alexander that Will Penasini was never a consideration to oh, play centre? Like, I'm not upset that Will wasn't picked. Uh, but the fact that he wasn't even considered shows you how broken their selection process is. There should be a dossier of 17 clubs and every origin-eligible prospect that you should be looking at. And in the centre spots, he should be there with Katoni Staggs, Isaac Tungle, uh, you know, even Bradman Best, yes, uh, but even though I don't think he should be there. Uh, but the fact that he wasn't even considered, it just shows you that New South Wales lose origin before a ball has even been kicked from the very moment they picked that team. They, yeah. they, they don't get origin. They don't get it. And I, yes, it's a meme for the media. And yes, the Queenslanders love to hoot and holler about it. And you know what? They're both right. New South Wales don't. Or this iteration of New South Wales do not get state of origin. And like their the argument was like, or one of the sticking point for picking him was, oh, he was a gun junior, played, you know, junior reps for New South Wales. So like, what does that, like, that doesn't mean shit. Like, <laughs> exactly, you know, buddy. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know, you look at, was Lomax was a gun, you know, gun junior. Like, we've had, you know, Vartaltai, we've had all these gun juniors that didn't pan out. So like, does that mean now the under 19s playing now, does that mean, you know, the, the, you know, Charlie Gaima, like all these players, like, oh, you know, you're going to be playing Origin one day or when it comes to like, um, the, selecting a player, because you played under 19s, we're going to go that side. Like, it's just so, sh- and I'm it's not saying, argument. like, even like, if you, I'm not trying to be biased, but. Will's like probably top five this season. I don't, and that's just me being, you know, mediocre. Like, Campbell Graham's been the form center of the competition. I would even have Katoni Staggs ahead of Bradman Best. Like, I just don't get why they settled for Bradman Best. It's just, just admit, just, just come out, I'm not going to say admit, but just, ad, you know, just say, you, you know, you stuffed up or, you know, or we didn't give, you know, it's just, it just pisses me off. Like, just be genuine. Well, well, I, think well, I, I, I did hear a rumor. Sorry, sorry, you got him. 
I was just going to say, it goes to the meme that Freddie only looks at the scores of the, uh, the week before. <laughs> um, and and that's reminiscent coming from the, the other Safidi brother that's picked on the bench in place of Junior Paulo. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I, I heard a rumour, though, uh, after the team was announced that um, Freddie was told to pick the best centre available, and there's only one. <laughs> uh, uh, he, quite, he took it quite literally, eh? Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, it's a bit ironic because I remember a few years back when I think it was like might have been 2019 or something. Like Freddie came out and said, like he actually blasted us and West Tigers, saying, you know, they need to start contributing to more rep players. Yeah, right. He or, did, mate, yeah. And yet we're pretty much saving. He's pretty much called you know us, you know, Guffo Reg to save his job. Like it's a bit ironic coming from him now. And but um, how about the bench construction again? It's just how are you going to win? Guffo play? Exactly. Uh, you pick Guffo to start or you put him on the bench as your emergency back, you cannot have a hooker on the bench and the emergency back on the bench. How are you going to be winning the most important part of origin, which is the rock? You know, and there's another eagle that got done dirty as well. We know Reg is back in the fold finally after being, you know, left out for whatever reason that uh, we, you know, they say there's no reason why he wasn't picked, but he was the uh, world cup winning prop, by the way, uh, and couldn't make it for game two. Um, I know game one, he was injured, but, you know, Ryan Madison, if you're looking for a bench utility that can also just play in rotation without hurting your team's ability to substitute and, and force a player in, he covers centers, halves, back row, and middle. Yet he was a one-and-done player and hasn't even been considered since. So, yeah. Well, I, I, have a, I have a theory on why Reg was picked this game because Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai are not playing. So uh, there's a less of a Penrith influence. There's less of a Penrith influence. I'm going to come back to well, that because that's... Triggered my memory. The and of, so now Reg can play. And the Penrith boys that are in there are the ones that seem to be pretty tight with the Power Boys in uh, uh, Yo and Martin uh, for the most part. And, you know, just just speaking about the Penrith boys, sorry, but I'll just got to – otherwise I'll lose my train of thought on this one. Um, we heard from round one and going into the game one how important um, club combinations were. <laughs> but if, if we're talking about club combinations, why – you know, I'm glad they're not picked for this game because it's gonna it's gonna mean nothing. But if club combinations um, were important, where are Penasini Madison for Mitchell yeah, Moses? Because all of a sudden, you know, you put them on the right edge. I'm I'm not saying pick Sean Russell because of yeah. club combination. I'm saying pick the best player. <laughs> yeah. But if but if your whole argument behind picking so many Penrith players is club combinations, why now all of a sudden that just doesn't matter? Why why pick Junior at one point and Reg at the other point, but neither of the two of them together? When they're yeah, you know, or the why pick Clinton Gutherson on the bench when we know that the fullback halfback works so well in res- in uh, I was about to say reserve grade, not reserve grade, <laughs> first grade. They work so well together in first grade, but oh no, we're going to put uh, we're going to keep Tedesco there now. Like it, it just they, they they bury themselves, and it's the Simpsons meme of dig up stupid. <laughs> no, dig That's- up stupid. That's the that's the every argument they throw go. It's just another shovel digging New South Wales further down. What about? What and about? I bet you, I bet I guarantee you, if New South Wales win, that these three palookas, these three morons, will get the job again next year. Freddie, Joey, Brandy, the three of them will guarantee get a job again next year, and it's going to happen the exact same thing. And he's not a current eel, but he was one of our favourite prospects. Hand, but what about Paul Stefano? Who got twelve minutes in game two to do whatever he could do, I suppose, in a game where we got absolutely hammered, and has since been cut with like some real tepid excuses about how he didn't have a chance to prove himself in game two. If you're truly building for the future, 
Why isn't he there? He, he is obviously a representative caliber prop forward. Why oh, give him 12 I minutes? In, I, I, I think he is. I, I think. I, personally, I don't think he makes our bench at full strength in in for, at Parramatta Eels. He, if he was oh, here. I can, I, I'll push back on that, Ham. <laughs> you don't <laughs> think so? I think, yeah, on form, given he's a West Tiger and he's surrounded by mediocrity, you know, he's not playing at his potential. If I think he was at Parramatta, he, we'd, we'd be pushing for him to be playing State of Origin. I mean, when 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 he was at our club and he had those games, I don't know if it was just him just, you know, chucking a stink. Like, it just didn't, it didn't, it just seemed average. It seemed like a plotter. I could be wrong. I don't watch many West Tigers games, but nothing's screaming out, geez, this is the next, this is the next um, big prop in the game, if that makes sense. Um, oh, also, Payne Haas. He did have yeah. like uh, a couple of uh, under was it under eighteens, under twenties origin performances were really good. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I was pumping his tires up before he left for West. So, also a silver lining, right? If Sean Lane doesn't get injured, we could be in deep trouble. He could be playing for the Blues as well. Like you know, so it's it just shows you like this this idiot Freddie Fitley. He doesn't know who to pick. Like Keon Kolomatonga, I know he's a decent player, but has he been lighting the water up lately? Like I didn't notice him, especially when we versed South Sydney. He did nothing. I mean, he might have been injured actually, but. Didn't, didn't notice anything from the South Sydney. I, team, I think Claude Matangi is a good pick for the future. Um, that's one of the few things they might have gotten right in that team list. Um, but yeah, on the whole, it, it is just a. I mean, you drop Junior Barlow claiming that you know he his play plenty of origin, his times up, or you know sort of words to that effect, which is what I heard um, uh, Fitler use. But you keep Josh Adokar in the back line, a guy that has been literally invisible out there for the first two games. And you bring back Jake Trebojevic. <laughs> yeah. And look, when, when uh, I, I always put this sort of a cautionary thing when I talk about Jake because he is a fantastic bloke, obviously a great leader at Manly and, and still a good club-level player. But he goes to origin level, makes 25 tackles, has six runs for 55 metres, and then the media go... That's being generous. Go, go goo-goo over him. Yeah. Sorry, I probably should yeah, be close to the 10. 36 metres, maybe. Yeah. The, the media go absolutely gaga over him. You know, if any other player did that, they would have been tearing strips off him. But because, you know, Jake is a good guy and he's a good character of the game, he just gets a, a huge free pass. And then also building for the future, but you bring back Cody Walker, who... Yeah, 34-year-old 30, 5'8". game one over Luai because the, he's been form 5'8 of the competition. The, the Nico Hines pity party has been very over the top for the last few weeks, but surely this was the time to play Nico at 5'8". Like, come on. It works so well. The New South Wales really need two kickers. <laughs> they refuse, though, don't they, Han? They just want to put all the pressure on whoever's halfback, whether it's Cleary or Moses, and just say, yeah, we're going, we know Queensland's going to be hammering you all game, but you know, maybe Luai or Walker can do the odd kick. Anyway, Parramatta. Well, there's no other news. Let's get into the Jersey flag, which will kick off this Saturday, the 8th of July, 1 p.m. at Ringrose Park. Um, a whole heap of players coming back in. Um, a whole heap of players going out. So Charlie Geimer is out, named Ethan Sanders out as well, and Sam Tuavati all named in that Origin squad. But then there seems to be are these injuries or players playing up to New South Wales Cup? Um, uh, I've got to check the team. Haven't had a look actually. <laughs> Brock Parker, Jonte, Brock, Brock Parker, and Jonte are up in Cup. Um, Jacob Davis didn't play for a few weeks because he had a hammy issue, I believe, and he's back in Cup as well. Um, so I think Lockie Blackburn might have missed the last game as well. So he's technically – Lockie Blackburn and Tora Williams, I think, both missed the last game. Uh, they were named but didn't play, so they're both back in. Uh, and then, yeah, Ethan Martin moves from wing to fullback, Upper Tweedle from fullback to 5'8 to facilitate the loss of Ethan Sanders. Uh, and then 
Just trying to look who else happens. Uh, Noah Reed starts in the front row off Lance for Lima, uh, who was, I believe, 18th man last week. Matt Arthur is dummy half. Sexton Pryke is back too. He was out for, I think, a game or two. So that's a big in there. Uh, and then LeBron Tuala, who had his first game in a long time because he uh, was at round four or five of the SG Borham, or maybe even before, uh, ended up doing a real nasty injury on his thumb. Uh, he's been out for all that time, but he played, uh, he played last week in the development game. And now he's knocking on the door for Jersey Flag, which is really good to see. Um, I guess it's it's unfortunate that we're playing at Ring Rose because just looking at the ladder, their form there is one win and seven losses, so one from eight. But they're five and three away from home, which is a bit strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are coming up against the Rabbitohs, who have seven wins and a draw. So again, uh, essentially, this is a two-point game um, to get them into that top five. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard. Ask. Yep. Yeah. They they had the Rabbitohs dead the rights when they met them uh, going back just over a month, uh, but there was an injury I believe. This, that was the game where Ethan broke his hand. Three injuries you had. Uh, yeah. Sam Louise. It was they'll carving him up on the left edge. Sam Louise went off. Then the big prop Nick Ratherall, and then yeah, Ethan Sanders went off at halftime. And by then it was Parramatta up sixteen fourteen, and just some poor errors and everything. They South just and that, that's really when the slide half. started, wasn't it? Ham was that game. If you had the pinpoint where the struggles really started, uh, like they'd had wins and losses before that, uh, but that loss to South and all the injuries that came from it uh, really bogged down their momentum in the middle point of the season, and they've struggled since. So maybe, maybe if you believe in um, sporting hoodoos, getting a win on the weekend might be what ignites a big push uh, towards the finals. And then in the New South Wales Cup, which will be the curtain raiser to the first grade on Saturday the 8th of July, it's also on Foxtel. Um, 3.05 p.m. played at Combank Stadium. Eels in 10th, taking on the Warriors in 4th position there. Uh, Fumes, Brock Parker comes up, Jacob Davis, Jaden Yates, and Wonga Blake. Uh, and they lose uh, Luca Moretti to 1st grade, Isaac Lumi Lumi to 1st grade. Many Luke, what's happening with many? Is he injured or must suspended? Be. Yeah, it must be one of the two because he's been reasonable. I would have thought that if he was available, he would have been part of the rotation. Uh, Nick Linaz and Robbie Graham all out, but that probably not looking as bad as, you know, like, obviously your halves pairing yeah. is a bit <laughs> halves, not great. Halves but. still balks. I mean, Dan Keir's giving his ought 5-8, but he's, the big fella is not a half. Um, so, yeah, a little bit uh, weak there, but the team does look to have better balance. Um, I, re- I know it was only the one game we were getting whipped him, but I actually really liked what Jacob Davis brought to the team uh, before he got injured. He had a really nice, nice stint off the interchange as the uh, sort of impact dummy half, and I'm looking at this forward pack. I think that, you know, if Jonte and Rodwell, uh, you know, and Tony Mattelli there, he might have a few opportunities to run the ball strongly. And yeah. I, Warriors. Oh, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say, I haven't, I haven't seen the the team in a long time. It, it's sort of, <laughs> I, you know, if something's making you that upset, I just prefer to cut it out of my life. <laughs> but but it's good to see, uh, what, one, two, three, four players in the in the forward pack that are Jersey flag eligible and are one at fullback. So... They're a young team um, on their on their way to first grade, so I, I much prefer seeing five Jersey flag guys up in there, and they can learn. They always say you learn more from a loss than a win, and these boys will know. Whatever they're learning, I don't know. They're going to have a PhD um, by the end of the season. The way things are going, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you know they're still Jersey flag eligible. And look, I guess one of the positives is that uh, Ron Dolkman will probably come into the first grade squad. Which helps us on two levels, been, yeah. So yeah, he's been carving up. He has been, and um, yeah. So obviously it weakens both their cup and NRL teams if he's caught up to the NRL side to replace Sean Johnson. Um, but yeah, uh, you talk about those young players, Ham, and 
I've been really happy with the form of uh, Big Jonte, uh, Tony Matelli too, who I thought had a bit of a slump in the midseason. He had that sort of uh, hump that you get when you're playing senior football full-time. And um, he's really powered through that now and is playing some good football again. And, you know, so the, these these guys, yes, they're taking their lumps, but I think they're going to be better for it in the long term. And this is Brock Parker's debut cup game, I believe. Uh, he might have played off the bench once earlier this year. Uh, he's been called into the squad a couple of times. I can't remember if he ended up getting the game time. Um, nah, he no, he was on no 18th man round two. Okay, there you go. And then straight to the headline act, which will be Eagles in sixth position, taking on the Warriors in eighth position, 5.30 p.m. at Combat Stadium, also on KO and Foxtel. Now, um, a depleted Eagles side being named here, but we'll start with the Warriors, which has Chance Nickel Clodstad at fullback, DWZ and Marcello Montoya on the wings, Rocco Berry, Adam Pompey at centres, Luke Metcalf, Sean Johnson currently named, but I understand his wife's giving birth to their second child, plus it would bring up his 200th game, is that right? Yes. So we think that he's going to be a late withdrawal to be confirmed on Friday, the 7th of July. Uh, forwards added for Noah Blake, Bunty Afoa, Wade Egan at hooker, Jackson Ford, Mitch Barnett in the second row, Tohu Harris at lock, Dill Walker, Bailey Sirenen, Tom Ale and Freddie Lussick on the bench. The extended bench is Braden Williami, Ronald Volkman, Kalani Going, Zion Mayu and Tayan Topiki. Uh, then for the Eagles, Sean Russell, uh, is this his first name? Uh, first time being named starting fullback in first grade? Yes. Yes. Uh, in place of Gutherson. Gutherson must be on some sort of streak of playing first grade games. I, I can't remember him being out for the Eels for a very long time. No. Mm. Was he concussed no. one game? Well, it, I mean, like in the in the named run side, like yeah. the concussion against Sharks, where I think we we sort of had to paper over it for that time, but. I can't remember. I, I, mean, I, can't, I don't know. I think it was a couple of years ago. Without for a long time. He's been, yeah. Since he did his knee back in 2017, right? It feels like he's played... Pretty much there every week. Yeah. Um, on the wings, make a Sevo. Isaac Lumi Lumi comes up. Uh, does he need... No, you don't need dispensation because we're after round 13, yeah. do we? Uh, Will Penasini, Bailey Simonson in the centres. So we've preferred Sean Russell over Bailey Simonson uh, at that... F- fullback role, and I think that's less disruptive than moving Simonson back there and having to find another centre or bring Munger Blake back up to first good. grade. Yeah. Bailey's been too good at centre. Uh, then the halves pairing, that got it done a couple of weeks ago uh, when Moses was out. Ryan Madison at 5'8", Dejon Arcee at halfback. We can expect Ryan Madison to put the boot, uh, the kick away, uh, given his only kick last time was one that went for a seven-tackle set. Uh, then the forwards offer he Ogden, Junior Paolo named as captain and starting prop. Brendan Hands at hooker. Bryce Cartwright, Andrew Davey in the second row. Jermaine Hopgood at lock. Luca Moretti, Joe Offen, Gowie, Sean Lane and Makahesi Makatoa on the bench. Hayes Dunster, Wanga Blake, Kai Rodwell, Matt Dury and Jack Murchie on the extended bench. But uh, there might be some late changes to that team. We're expecting Sean Lane to start. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. I, th- I think Davey starts purely because Lane is coming off that medium-term injury. Okay. And Andrew Andrew's shown that he can go for the 80. Um, so um, how do you see this one going, Birdie? I'm a bit worried, actually, like um, just only because, you know, we versed Manly last time and, you know, they had Schuster in the half. So like, I'm just worried that this pack of the Warriors would just, you know, just bully us. You know, I know um, we've got Junior back, but... Like Reg is more of the intimidator, if that makes sense. Like if you had a choice between him and Junior, so I feel as though um, 
we might get bullied, um, you know, and yeah, Lumin Lumi first game back since um in the earlier season. I'm I'm a bit worried, but um if we get the win, you know, huge I feel as that would be a bigger upset or bigger win than the manly win. But um yeah, just a bit nervous with this game, you know, like we got like I am not saying we got lucky, but um Arcee did very well in that manly game and then, you know, when you have Madison at your five eight like it just screams disaster waiting to happen, especially when he gets, say if Arcee gets stuck on last and Madison has to kick, like, it's just like, at least if we had Cuffo, he could, you know, do a bit of kicking, but I'm just a bit worried. Um, but I feel as though um, maybe Pans might have a big game. I feel as though he might take a bit of leadership, you know, even though he's, what, six, seven games into his career, not even that. Um, well, I think so he's I up to like, about 12, 13. 12, all right, well, Double that then, so I'm more more confident. No, like I feel as though he might be like uh, a bit of a leader out there, and you know maybe direct us around the park. But um, yeah, I'm a bit nervous. It's one of those games where if we lose, yeah, you know we can blame the injuries, we can blame you know players missing essentially if if we can. Before I jump to you, forty, I just want to push back on getting bullied in the forwards. Do we really think we'll get bullied in the forwards there? What what are your thoughts on that one, forty? I'm a bit more a bit more optimistic than Bertie about that. I think our forward pack showed plenty of starch. Uh, you know, in the absence of a number of key players across recent times, uh, no Sean Lane, no Ryan Madison. Uh, you know, we, we lost Junior to Origin at one point. Now we've got no Reg. But I, I think that guys like Ogden, like Makatoa, uh, and obviously when Wiramu was healthy, uh, especially Wiramu, uh, have really rallied. And, uh, you know, on top of that, the other core starters, guys like Price, uh, Bryce Cartwright, uh, Jermaine Hopgood, I, I just think the quality is still there. And I think that someone like Hopkins were going to come in and really rip in in this game too. And what do you think of Sean Ra- uh, Russell at fullback? Uh, his defensive prowess there, managing a, a defensive line, do you think he's up to it? That, that's probably the big one for me, is that uh, Gaffo is so good. Communication, especially his last line of defense, you know, he is just an absolute titan out there. Uh, what he does in that regard, he, he adds so many points to the scoreboard by taking away points in that regard. Uh, so... Russell's going to have to feel those boots big time. Um, I think if you put him, I think with Russell, it's going to be more about playing him in a classic fullback role, you know, giving him the opportunities to pop up and support, exploit the overlap and whatnot, and use his uh, speed and strength to hopefully uh, generate some line breaks or, you know, really bend that defensive line. And then I suppose the other big thing for Russell too, or, or Brendan Hands, is uh, no Moses, no Gufferson, we're down our top two kickers or goal kickers. So whoever takes over has got some seriously important responsibilities in that regard. Oh, and just speaking on Gufferson, uh, you mentioned his streak. I'm pretty certain what, what broke that streak for what would have always gone back a little bit longer was the uh, game against Penrith where we rested all our players in the last round of the competition in 2021. I mean, it was. Oh, okay. So, I just can't remember. No, him having grand final. Yeah, yeah, even and, any sort of injury. So. Yeah, so prior to that, I think you'd have to go back to the uh, 2018 season. Yeah. Yeah, where he stopped playing, uh, looks like. Round six, I think yeah. he came back. Yeah, so there you go. And him? Uh, yeah, I, look, I, look, I'm not nervous about this game, game at all because I think we'll come back with the, with the attitude of backs to the wall. That's when, that's when Brad likes to coach. Like, you look at um, – I, I understand we lost that game, but the, there is the uh, semifinal against South Sydney a few years back – we lost Michael Jennings on the day. Uh, we had Hayes Dunster on debut. Uh, we had all these things just go wrong. Uh, was Wanga Blake playing? I th- yeah, he was. You know, he's had a bunch of injuries, a bunch of players everywhere, and we nearly come out on top. I, I, I think this is this is when BA really shines as a coach is when 
He can instill the players with that backs to the wall mentality. You know, no one's got no one's going to give us a chance. As soon as, as soon as uh, Gutho, Moses, and Reg were named on the team for State of Origin, the odds just absolutely flipped. Like so, there's no pressure on the boys. I think we can go out there. We can if we play mistake free foot. If we play smart footy, that if 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 Sean Johnson doesn't play, the biggest problem from the Warriors is Adam Fanua Blake. I think, you know, you, he, he'll be a hard one to contain, but he'll be going up against Ogden, he'll be going against Paolo, he'll be going up against Hop, Hopgood. So, you know, we haven't, we haven't got mugs in, in our pack either, but he's been he's been very dominant for the for the Warriors this year. So if you can get him off the field, I don't think Bunty Afoa has had the best of seasons. Barnett's been going well. Torhu Harris has been playing well. But I look at their bench, I'm looking at Dylan Walker, I'm looking at Bailey Siren and Tom Arley, Freddie Lussick. Oh, I'm... We've got the better bench, so I think I, I think we've got the better eight eight to seventeen. But it's just it's that one six seven that uh, I think they have it over us. If Johnson plays, if he doesn't play, it's a lot closer. Yeah, well, I think that's the big issue. Is there is where where are points coming from when you take out your your first choice, uh, pretty much three out of your four spine players, um, and Gutho, Moses, Dylan Brown being the main primary playmakers. Uh, we've been able to cover that with uh, Arcee stepping up there at 5'8", but then Arcee having to run around a team, especially without Gutherson to be that link player and that other playmaker. Uh, that's a whole different level um, to expect. What? How many games would this spine have had in first grade? Would they even crack 50? Or All together. <laughs> oh, I think Ryan Madison bumps up. Yeah, Matt Matto does oh, bump yeah, up. I guess. Yeah, it's I a, guess. yeah, and in terms of the other three, though, yeah, it certainly... Maddo, I think, makes the vast majority of that combined <laughs> score. Well, yeah, I, I guess you could add if, the other you, three quadruplet and you still wouldn't get to what Maddo's got. So, But then again, if you put Maddo just basically st- uh, as a starting 5-8 or playing in a spine position, I think you, you'd be pretty pretty wanting trying to find 50 games combined for all of them at starting spine players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a it's a tough ask, but you know they've stood up and they've got that next man up attitude uh, so far. You're going up against a Warriors team who are coming in hot favourites. Uh, they were very uh, well, quite underwhelming last week at home against the Bunnies, uh, which was probably one of the first games this season where a lot was expected out of them. Um, they came in the favourites and were expected to win that game against an understrength Bunnies team. Um, so perhaps when the pressure goes back on them, they've still got to find that next level to, to that next level to lift. So I guess that's one thing that we can hope for this week, um, given that they come in favourites, and also if Johnson's going to be out, that I agree with you, Ham. That makes things a lot um, closer. Uh, but I think we can rely on our forward pack to go toe to toe with the Warriors. It's just whether or not that one six seven nine can create enough uh, opportunities, or well, finish off enough opportunities in the attacking twenty. Um, should be well, I think chances down there. One big thing in our favour is our 11, 13, and uh, 3. They've, they've got a really good combination there on that middle shifting to the right edge. You know, I, th- I think it's Mitch Barnett out on that side, so he's going to have to do a lot of defensive work and we're going to throw, you know, we, we might not have the half on that side, I understand, but he's got another big body to tackle in Madison. Uh, I think that's Luke Metcalf and um, Mitchell Barnett. So we're going to throw a lot of shape out that side of the field. We're still going to trust our systems. We're still going to trust our plays. I, I Look, I still think we can get it done. I think so. We'll be out there. We'll be out there on Saturday with all the hope in the, in the world. Yes, sir. Um, all right, well, let's go to predictions, Bertie. 
Yeah, so even though I was dreading, I said I was dreading this result, I still think we're going to win. And it's just purely down to the, you know, the great Parramatta system, you know. Like, we hear some Panthers fans saying they miss their players and you know, they end up beating the Newcastle Knights. You know, if we win, there's going to be, you know, it's our system. So, I feel as though we'll win. Uh, it'll be a close one. I reckon it'll be 18-16. And um, first try score, I'm going to go with... Hmm, let's, let's think out of the... Pick a number between 1 and 13, Ham. Oh, I think you should, mate. You're the one picking. This is Bertie's predictions. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Russell. I think he's going to go long-range try, 50-plus metres. Use a bit of the speed and, um, yeah, close game. Over you, 40. Yeah, I mean, the Eels have been on a bit of a run of scoring 30-plus points, three games in a row, and then the Cowboys game was only 24, but then we did 36 against Rabbitohs week before. So uh, I'm going to go with another 30-plus 30, 30 points on the scoreboard. Uh, 36 to 16 uh, for the Parramatta Eels. And first try scorer... I feel like the smart money's on a back roll, given what we've seen in recent weeks, but I'll say uh, Sean Russell. Russell. Him. What is this? I Dead set. I'm going Sean Russell, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, this, this is not because of Birdie. This is not because of both Birdie and Forty. Dead set before, I was like, who do I think will score? I, I, I reckon Sean Russell's going to score. No one's going to pick Sean Russell. They'll pick Mike Acevo. And both of you have gone Sean Russell, so he's stolen my thunder, but... I'm I'm sticking with Rusty, the the Rusty Rhino. Um, don't look that up on Urban Dictionary. I don't know what it says, but I'm sure it's something. Um, but this game reminds me. It, it, I I hearken back to a game at Parramatta Stadium in 2015 when Cody Nelson play, made his uh, debut for us, playing number nine. Don't. And that game was against the Dragons. It just, it, for some reason, this game reminds me of that game. We're backs to the wall. Everyone's tipping against us. Their spines are far superior to ours. Um, that day we won 16-12. I'm going to go Parramatta to win 16-12. Rusty to score a try. Rusty to kick two out of three goals. And a big Parramatta win. And um, a Gelato Messina afterwards. Don't look up the Rusty runner, by the way, seriously. I was just about to uh, <laughs> join in with that there. <laughs> um, uh, well, I also have an Eels win, but in a close one, 18 to 12. Lumi Lumi going over first try scorer. Get a bit of Lumi love. Um, and oh, God. Gelato Messina afterwards. Uh, there's another Gelato place closer towards the Paris station. What's the name of it? Um, I'm the one telling the story. I should know. Let's look that up. It's very good. Um, yeah, but... <laughs> oh, why Jesus did I say Rusty <laughs> Oh, I'm in the mood for some gelato. <laughs> the, the, the Riverino gelato up near Paris Station. Yeah, okay, it's just as good. Can recommend. I'm so sorry. Please, Not as good as a Rusty Rhino, though. Oh, no, please, whatever you do, do not look up Rusty Rhino. <laughs> Um, all right, well, that, we, we might leave that here. Uh, I think I'll be sticking with the love muscle for... Uh, for Russell's, this, uh, this is probably the game where Micah gets back on the scoreboard, to be honest. He's been on a, a rough uh, scorer streak, and yeah, he's due. So he, after all of us tipped the live muscle, probably be Micah for first try scorer watch. The bunker owes him like five tries. <laughs> Who have we got? We've got Casey Badger in the bug car. And we oh, she'll deny any, any try that goes up. And we have Adam G as the main referee, but we've got Ziggy as touch judge. He's the, uh, the good luck charm. Go Ziggy. All right, well, we might leave it there uh, for this week. Uh, no offence to Sean, but hopefully you're out. Um, and John Johnson, birth- 
Sean, yeah. Sean Russell was in. He's going he's gonna to score the tries. Sean, Sean Russell in, Sean Lane in, Sean Johnson out. Sean Johnson never. Sean Russell forever. <laughs> Sean the poor in the background. Temperature. Um, but yeah, go Parramatta and hopefully see you out there at the game on the weekend. See you soon. Go Parramatta. We raise our voices to you.